Come on. They're right there. Let's go. Move, 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 move. This episode of Choices Not Chances podcast is sponsored by Louisiana Gun Shop. Located on Highway 90 West in Broussard, Louisiana, just south of Lafayette. For more information, stay tuned at the end of this episode. This is Choices Not Chances podcast with Ryan and Matt. Welcome back for part two of Joey Froder. If you didn't listen to part one, please go back and listen to it before you listen to this part, as it is a continuation. If you already listened to part one, then enjoy part two of Joey Froder. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. Um, at the time we came back, I didn't want it again. Right now, and for like the last, uh, say, six months after we came back, I've wanted it every day mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you, do, but I I don't know. I feel you, like you it's know? different when I have kids now. Like I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. Like I do, but I think I don't know. Well, you have the innate drive to protect and be there to yeah. support and raise your kids yeah. too. And there, there there's there's something and I don't said know, about that. Yeah. But. I don't know if it was because I yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into all that, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it is a young man's game. You ain't, well, unless you're, oh, I guess Gunny was a young man too, but. No, I mean, he was our age. Yeah. So. Our age now. Yeah, yeah, our age that we are now. <laughs> he was back then. <laughs> Who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but when you're an eighteen, Gunny Carver. When, oh, when yeah. you're an eighteen to twenty year, twenty one year old, freaking lance or a corporal or a sergeant, yeah. like you still it have that. <laughs> you still have that mindset of it don't hurt, but you're also as much as we probably don't want to admit it, we're still very immature at that point. Oh, very much so, and. um just well, yeah go ahead i don't know i was very immature at that I, point i still consider myself immature at yeah, <laughs> yeah three or whatever i yeah. am right now and i feel but, like some guys weren't right i mean yeah like hackbart well he was an older guy but hackbart dude, we had great mature. we had we had great dudes yeah, yeah we had great dudes we were young up. but and like even, a, we're always young every time the marines go they're young yeah, yeah. so like I, that was definitely by far the, and i know that was your kind of your first fleet element or whatever yeah. and only yeah and uh be glad because dude it, it, that is ha- that is the best yeah that is the best unit i was ever it'd with. be a probably a pretty <laughs> letdown it was the best right. unit yeah you would go somewhere else and be disappointed yeah. or you would foster that that environment that you came from yeah. and make a yeah. change right which right. Is what ultimately yeah, yeah ultimately that's what you need to try to do and, and but we had we had great small unit leaders dude and we had great we had great followers. Yeah. yeah. We just, I always said, like, I don't know if I said in the book, when me and Matt, whenever me and Matt are talking about it, I always talk about how um, it, it was the imperfect group of people to execute a, a nearly per- perfect scheme of maneuver. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the size of the invasion and the, all, the, the number of moving parts and the number of uh, key leaders that were new. Like to the platoon and to their squads, yeah. And it wasn't just me; there was many different shuffles right there at the end. You know, people that that are now didn't do the work up together are now going to go deploy and zone together. And so, like with all of that being said, I never seen Marines. 
operate better than that in my life. Right. I like as a whole. And to tie it in, um, a question I was saving for later, but now we're just going to get into it because it, it kind of fits right now, is, and I don't want you to compare the two, but I know we've talked offline, me and Ryan have talked offline about it, and, you know, we're in fast together. We already kind of talked about our platoon commander and platoon sergeant in fast. Yeah. And then our platoon commander and platoon sergeant, we haven't really, we've, we've introduced them previously and on this episode, but I know all three of us at this table hold a great respect for those two men, those two war fighters. Yeah, that's and, putting it lightly. And the thing is, what I wanted to ask you was, how do the two compare? Are they the same? Are they, you know, I don't think... In my mind, I don't think that either one's better or worse. They have their good qualities and they have their bad qualities for sure, as every leader does. Yeah. But um, I think it's hard to judge because we're in two different situations, you know what I mean? For sure. And I know, like, in 3-6, we weren't – we didn't know exactly where we were going to go. But in, you know, in 03s, you're always preparing for war. Right. And so I think it's really hard to judge. And I don't think it's fair to, like, I would have followed Sergeant Fabian into the ends of the earth. Correct. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I would have followed Captain Bellman into the ends of the earth. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't know. Do you hold that same? Oh. For for LT and, and, (laughs) but more, probably more proven? Yeah, more proven. And, yeah, I would have do, yeah, I don't know. And it's just I just feel like it's, I don't know, these guys shaped my life, you know? Right. All of them. Yep. Sergeant Fabian and Captain Bellman and Lieutenant Emanuel and Staff Sergeant Wright and Hack Barth and it's just all these guys, man. Like, I didn't have, like, I listen to a lot of you guys' podcasts and I've noticed, like, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them had, like, that core family element. I didn't have that like, yeah. on either side. And I don't know where I'd be without the Marine Corps, you know. And uh, but um, ah, sorry, but uh, good, good, good. Yeah, I don't. Is it that the Marine Corps in general? Uh, with the way that the Marine Corps is operated and the way that things go, is it that is it that the structure? Yeah, the structure and just the the like, brotherhood, the brotherhood, and and like I always say, I'm real close with my sisters, and uh, <laughs> so we just had to take a break and. Um, you know, one of the reasons that me and Ryan wanted to, to start this was to help veterans um, deal with issues that they may have known or that they didn't. And um, I was told when I when I came back that by a certain individual that it it helps to talk about it. So that's another reason for this. We're taking some time on this. Mars deployment that I know me and Ryan covered 
kind of beat it up five episodes about us which this isn't about us we're helping in this conversation along but this is about the man who i referenced in in the intro my, my one of my best friends yeah. and um this this is therapeutic for him to talk about it so we're gonna push as long as we want on this or as long as he wants on this and uh so yeah where were we from? I don't remember. So you were talking about your sisters and the impact yeah. of growing up with uh, maybe a lack of structure. Yeah. And then the Marine Corps giving you those fundamental yeah. building blocks. But it's not only the fundamental building blocks of a moral compass and uh, morals and ethics and, um, you know, pride and, and uh, steadfast uh, dedication to something higher than self yeah. it's then you add the people to it right yeah. and then you got these brothers and then you got this this structure in this family of brotherhood that most people don't know yeah yeah, so. And you can't explain it to anybody. Right. Not if they haven't been there. Yeah. And done that. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, it was just turning you into a man, you know? Yeah. And the hard way. <laughs> and do, do hard things. Yeah, do hard things and going through tough times and great times and I don't know. I'm not... It's hard for me to express my words. I don't know why. But I, I don't know. It's just... I've loved all you guys. <laughs> more you too, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't know. More than any... More than I can explain, you know? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Um. So... We can push to day two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or yeah. do you wanna do you wanna skip day two? Nah. Um, um, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can skip day two. I mean, I, I think a lot remember. of the a lot of the listening audience is is spun up, and so like. I was just wondering if he had a, a certain context on because he was the on the maneuver element for, sure. for the for the machine gun bunkers. Yeah, but I'd love to hear. That was. I mean, uh, if you don't see anything. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't. We can just push up to that. Uh um you want to talk about um the 21st of february or yeah we can um we don't have to yeah so the build-up to the 21st is essentially we leave you on day two day two and day three we do a frontal assault on a machine gun bunker two mutually fortified machine gun bunkers kind of like as the company point uh, and you guys are part of that action, right? That sweep squad. Yeah. We were uh, we were a fixing element by support by fire. We take that down and kind of move into our main objective. We sweep it. You know, a lot of combat, a lot of a lot of kinetic activity. Go back to the first two episodes, and yeah. you'll get it. Yeah, you can go back to episodes one and two, maybe even three, and you'll get that action. And so now we're going to move up. We've now established. You know, we established a hold on the area. Uh, we've defended multiple counterattack type situations. And um, and we actually have engineers move in to the Camp Allen area, which is what it was called before it was named later. And as they move into the Camp Allen area, they got dozers and HESCO and, and things of that nature to, to go ahead and build our COP, like build us a combat outpost to live out of. And uh, meanwhile, we're doing, you know, security patrols and, and uh, contact patrols and, and such. And, and one morning they they uh, they called down to LT. He's over at the gas station. 
uh, across the street. We owned both sides of the street at that point, and they called over to him and said, you know, hey, we got some military-age males up here. They got guns. It seemed to be like maybe, and then they called back and said, hey, they shot at us. And it's almost like they were requesting permission to return fire, which I understand they weren't us and they didn't come in with us, but it seemed rudimentary to us or like, yeah, well, like return fire, right? So they returned fire and killed this, killed this Taliban guy. And I, my squad was on react. So LT hits us up. He's like, hey, go up there, you know, run this guy, make sure he's down, see if you can get any intel. And that's kind of builds the mission on the 20th because we were told up there where there's some bad dudes at. And, you know, they even threatened us saying that if, you know, if the Marines go down there, the Marines won't come out of there. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, you know, dialogue with our interpreters and such. And so we build a plan like, yeah, we'll go down there. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's kind of pick it up from there. I think it, so, or it was early about eight, eight or so the next morning when we peeled off to go to go up there and kind of rectify their. Yeah, I remember. I think we got briefed the night before, and because I remember, if I'm remembering right, if it was either the night before or the morning of, but I'm pretty sure it was the night before because I remember Hanson, me and Hanson were talking like, "This is gonna get froggy. Like this is gonna get <laughs> like from what they were saying. Like this is <laughs> in you now." And uh, I remember going to sleep that night, getting bit up by all the freaking fleas, fleas, and the blankets, and, the and blankets yeah. But at least we were warm. warm. I don't even know if we slept that night. Like, oh, I slept like a baby. <laughs> I I don't know if I did or not. I can't remember. And uh, I I don't think we did. But I'm uh, for me. I did. I don't yeah. know if that night I did. And. Uh, I just remember waking up the next morning. We were doing all our checks and getting everything ready. And I remember walking up, and it was a pretty—I don't—it was a pretty long walk, right? Yeah, it was a pretty good. We yeah, it was a pretty good height. And I we was had like, to go down through the bazaar and then back yeah. in to the west. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we're not getting shot at yet, so maybe this won't be so bad. <laughs> it was a solid movement before yeah. we made yeah. it up to the sauciness. Yeah, and it's there was a lot of it was, and then it just opened up on us. And and, and so, like, give people context, we're basically a flanking element, right? So my squad's moving up. We go up to the, to the cemetery where the guy, where we got the intel. Yeah. You would and have you to say that because I don't, I don't exactly know where yeah, you guys were at yeah all good so we're at the top of the like okay radio tower where all the black flags the cemetery were yeah, up there yep 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 okay so we're up we had here. snipers up there too didn't we negative okay so, i thought we did no, it's just our squad okay yeah, yeah and so i had lt with me and i, I believe you guys had joe staff sergeant were you right yeah staff sergeant was yeah me. yeah and it was kind of like as we broke out of the bazaar you guys started to come out to the right and flank our movement, but but like several hundred meters off. Yeah. So we had each of us could maneuver on the enemy if the other one got jammed up. Was the idea? Right? Yeah. Travel and movement. Travel yeah. and Overwatch. Yep. So we move up, move up, move up, and then we got up on top in this big mansion-like house up here. It was really, really big. It was really hard, and it was really modernized and smoothed out instead of like edged up mud. Yeah. We're like, holy shit! We kicked the people out. Because everything got spicy. Like, everything just got real. Like, the atmospherics just got real spicy. Yeah, and it was, you could feel it. Yeah, and well, you guys were, because we're on this hill. Well, this hill comes down like this to you guys into, like, a chisel-filled, chisel-plowed poppy field. Yeah. 
and then that like was like Hamlet houses kind of skirting. I think the we poppy took field. one of them houses and we're kind of doing like a little Overwatch for a minute. Yeah, that and makes sense just, probably. And it was just I think I remember just people moving. You just seen just people moving everywhere, and you're and you're just like, oh, something bad's about to happen. Now, did here. they open on you guys? First, us guys first, or do you I think it was remember. at the same time? I okay. think it was at the like time. It, it was just because it seemed like there was nothing, and then there was all of it chaos. Yeah, yeah, instant yeah. chaos. So you go I, from there, and I remember, and uh, from what I remember, I was out in the field with my team, and uh, that's when it opened up, and it was like pretty accurate machine gun fire on us, and me and my team leader. We're here in a ditch in like a little, like with the like irrigation, irrigation like ditch. ditch. Yeah. Wadi. yeah, like a little wadi. And we took cover in there and started returning fire. And we had another Marine who decided to lay down in the middle of the field. And me and my team, we were like, you need to get cover, get cover, get cover. And I remember him just standing up. And walking rounds hitting next to him, and he gets into the wadi, and he just looks over. And he's like, "Pussies." <laughs> <laughs> was that Corey? Yeah, that was Brown. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I didn't want to like just start throwing out names, but uh, <laughs> it, yeah, I'm sure he'd like that. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> and he just started laying down with the saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we were getting some for a while, and then I think we had a lull. Is that when you... Now, the question I guess I would have is, at what point... No, at some point right there, it was spicy all the way until it wasn't. Yeah. And and somebody got shot in the smoke grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing it. I think I remember hearing... Maybe I did see it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, from yeah. our position, we, was, we, we had a we vantage were, point. Yeah, we yeah. were elevated on you guys, so we were looking down into the field, and all I seen was purple smoke. <laughs> and I'm like, did so... Like, in, no, because to us, we didn't know. Yeah, like, you yeah. guys were communicating, but we didn't know. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, I'm starting to think, oh, my God, they've already got a casualty. They're trying to land a chopper yeah. out there. And that's like a wide open... They're already taking contact. That's a bad LZ. Yeah. That's right in the middle of it. Like, and we it, probably should have taken a casualty in the open the way they opened up. You know what I, I mean? I think it's you guys like, came really, yeah. really close. Like, as a close as close. you can come to, to taking a casualty without is how fat that was. Yeah, your I think my team so, leader had a his camel pack got shot. Yeah, vertically. Yeah, so vertically. He missed like, his helmet by, by what, a centimeter? Yeah. An inch? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out they weren't marking. You, know, you guys weren't marking for anybody. No. Here. Your squad leader took a round through the uh, drop pouch. Yeah, he took a round through the drop pouch. And, <laughs> and he had sm- a purple smoke grenade in yeah. there. Had a violet smoke canister explode and start burning his in- burning his leg through his, through his, sm- <laughs> through his drop pouch. Yeah. And- Do you remember why that's funny? Even funnier yes. than yes. funny? Because you would ask him a question like, in the workup. In the workup. And if he didn't know, he would just... Like Pur- you, purple. Yeah, purple. Oh, that purple. was his answer. Purple. Yeah, purple. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up being Karma's purple smoke. Yeah, and didn't purple. didn't you tell me like, like about purple or something? Didn't you ask me like, was it purple anymore? There <laughs> started no, to hide. So is the new answer orange? Or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Sergeant yeah. High. Yeah, shout out. Pick a pick a pick a color next time. We don't throw a ground marker smoke. <laughs> <with>. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so. I don't. Yeah, it was it was chaos, and then I believe you guys 
got it suppressed for a while for us. Yeah, we rolled a couple guys off of a roof deep that yeah. we thought we knew were some of the people suppressing y'all. We seen it. Yeah. I want to say it was uh, Corporal Bennett on the DM. Shout out Bennett. Rolled a couple guys off the roof for you guys. And once that happened, and, and, and if I'm wrong and that wasn't you, my bad. I'm pretty sure it was Bennett with the, with the uh, DMR. And, yeah. And some barrier rounds, getting out, reaching out and touching them. Yeah. And um, when that happened, like we hit, we hit our bunker that was strafing us, and, and and eliminated that. And then Bennett got those guys, and then there was a lull. It was like the whole battlefield went quiet. Yeah. And you guys were like, kind of like, in my mind, I I couldn't see you at the time. I didn't look down, <laughs> but in my mind, I just feel like you were like looking around, like, oh, thank yeah. God. Okay. And, uh, and that's when I told Hein, I said, hey, yeah. you're good to push. We hit them dudes. Yeah. We hit them dudes that were on you. You're good to push. You there, said, yeah. And there was another story about <laughs> someone calling staff sergeant over the radio, and he wouldn't answer for a second. <laughs> well, that was LT was trying to get a sit yeah, when yeah, you guys he was first took contact. Yeah. And it was, you know, spicy. A, yeah, it was a little spicy at the time. And yeah, it was a funny <laughs> story later because Steph starts like, I'm face down in the fucking dirt, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'll get yeah, back yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have those times when you just can't talk on the radio. No, right? no. <laughs> can't talk like, on the radio. Yeah. Those times. And, uh, yeah, so. Uh, that was one of those times. You guys were, uh, like, they poured it on you guys like water. Yeah. When you were yeah. in that when you were in that open field, they poured it on you from an elevated position. Yeah. With automatic weapons. And it's not that's not fun. No. Yeah. Be on the receiving no and uh yeah you guys got it suppressed for a second i i and uh yeah. i think i don't know who we were like well we need to get into a building and then they sent me and a uh combat engineer and we cleared the building shout out sergeant barraza barraza thank you, you yeah yeah sergeant barraza me and him cleared uh we were the first to enter the building and uh you say the first, but I think the way I remember, you were the only at that time. Yeah, probably the only. I don't. You, you, I think you guys were a pair, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah, buddy pair. So I remember I dropped my uh, Gerber, and it was a nice Gerber. Mm, and I was like, I'm not it. going back after that. They'll <laughs> 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 stay there. <laughs> that very same and, day, LT went back for a. Oh. For a, for a white star cluster that fell out of his pouch. Yeah, you remember that? Atta boy. <laughs> Running like a suicide drill. Yeah. We were like, sir, no! Yeah. Damn it. Too late. <laughs> and uh, we took the building, and then uh, Sergeant Barraza called it up all clear. Like, we cleared everything, and uh, uh, everybody, they started echeloning towards us, and uh, I remember everybody coming in the building, and there was no fire, I don't believe, at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... All of a sudden, there was just a shot out. And single? Remember, like a single shot? I believe. And I just remember Hanson, like, just rearing up. And, uh... And is this as he's coming through the door? or Yeah, coming to the door. And I remember... I don't remember if he said... I don't remember exactly what he said. But I just remember him rearing up, and we grabbed him up, and... I remember him saying, my back, my back, my back. And we ripped his flak jacket off, and we couldn't find anything on his back at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were looking, looking, and finally we found uh, you know, where he got hit at. And uh, we just kept telling him, it ain't shit, and, you know, you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You're going to be at home. You're going to be drinking beer. You're going to be getting all the women, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just kept saying, my back, and... 
from what I, from what I remember and and uh, he remembers saying I'm thirsty I'm thirsty so we gave him a drink of water and then it was just like nothing there for like he just went out mm-hmm. and I remember Doc saying I can't get a pulse and Doc was having a hard time getting a uh, IV in him at the time because of the blood loss you know mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> he uh Just went quiet for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Doc started doing CPR on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember him saying, uh, I got him back, I got him back. And I remember at that point, I was like, oh, he's going to be all right. And uh, uh, Staff Sergeant got the chopper in. Mm-hmm. And at this time, you guys have you guys have Marines on the roof, uh, hard pointing. I'm yeah. assuming oh, that yeah. was kind of our yeah. kind of our instant TTP. <clears throat> yeah, there was only yeah. a couple of us. I think was, I, I, I don't want to say any names, but I don't, there was a couple of us down there with them. And uh, yeah, <sighs> we got them on the litter, and we got them to the helicopter. And <sighs> I remember. I was like, oh, he's going to be good. I think trying to just, you know, tell yeah. yourself. And that's that's something that we talk about. If you get him on the chopper alive. Yeah. yeah. 99% of the time. And, and at they that point, that to you. Yeah, well, at that point, he, my career was 100%. Yeah. Any, anybody we ever put on chopper alive made it ever. Yeah. And so that was a lift up, I think, to a lot of us. And it was such an up. Like, I remember I'm like thinking, like, we don't got a pulse. And then, and then. Staff started calling in, and then Doc was like, "Oh, he's like, I got a, I got a pulse, I got him back." And then I remember, I remember staff started saying, "You're not going to believe this, but we got him back. Send, the, send the chopper, or whatever, mm-hmm. and whatever, you know." Paraphrasing, obviously, and then uh, we got him to the chopper, and then and there's something to say about the first A and A we had. Uh, I remember them just, we were getting his flak and rifle, and them guys pulling that stuff out of our hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> we still had the fight after that, and we were still taking fire pop shots after that. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting back to the OP there, and uh, I remember feeling so bad. <sighs> bad for uh because i told another marine he's uh, said he was gonna be all right and it wasn't long after that that we found out he didn't make it mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh yeah it was a pretty uh <clears throat> and i don't remember in the moment feeling I'm like I feel it now mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yep I think a, a lot of it was anger yeah you know yeah you're mad and you want revenge you get that rage and that um, and you know we hadn't been touched uh, Bacolo got hit uh, shortly before that and he took you know through and through but all in all 
Courier. I mean, he took a he took a through and through and got back up on the saw and just started <clears throat> laying waist down on the enemy. Yeah. And so it had a different it hit different right. Yeah. And then, and then you know we had taken some hits um, in the days leading up to that. On the seventeenth, we had a bad day, and we had a team caught in the open by a machine gun, and um, that hit a little different because we weren't there. We weren't moving troops. We weren't. It wasn't our guys. We were the kind of the bailout squad. Yeah, but that day let everybody know that they weren't invincible. That absolutely the enemy has a choice too when they shoot where they shoot, and you are not bulletproof. Yeah, and um, that's a humbling experience. But and I'm not saying necessary, but it did good things for us tactically. We didn't get too loose and yeah. push into bad situations. Right, and that was a symptom of the 21st. Yeah. It was a symptom of the 21st that we said, this is real. We must be calculated. We must be methodical. And and because until that point, we were, we didn't think anything could touch us. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and it's tough, man. And then you find out that one of your boys is gone. And, and, you know, we talk about this a lot on the podcast is that you don't get that. You're not going to a funeral. You're not seeing parents. You're not getting that closure. It's like, okay, roger that. Well, we're still in in a goddamn gunfight. Yeah. Right. We're still in a, a real bad situation right here, and now you need to clear your eyes and clear your mind because we're going back out on patrol. Yeah. And you need to be able to utilize your RCO so that this doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of like what we have, and that's kind of the that's kind of the word that passed around after that was like, yeah, this sucks, and if you don't want it to happen again, you better lace up. Yeah. You know. So. That was it, it. Was hard on the whole platoon. Um, harder on the guys that were with him. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. So. I, after that, I think things changed Any, psychologically. Definitely. How could it not? <laughs> yep. Psychologically, it changed. Anything else from that day? No. Yeah. I mean, just just pissed off. You yeah. know. A lot of anger. Sadness, yeah. anger, a bunch of, yeah, I mean, yeah. a waterfall of emotion is, you know, exactly how it comes. Yeah, and for me, it's like, man, fucking. Man. And he you was know, such a good fucking Marine. Well, that, and Person. he was, he was so well every, loved yeah, by every, every Marine in the he, entire fucking platoon. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he was just, he was so, one. Of, and they, it, he you know, was it's cliche, one, but that's, that's exactly that's, what I was going to say, bro. It's know, so cliche. When it's cliche, it's, at, it's because it's true. Yeah. But it, it's. And I'm not saying anyone was hated in the platoon, but no. like he was that guy, he was that boot who everybody fucking loved. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, faith too. He had faith. And, yeah, and that was very it. much so. Um, but do you have anything else for that day? Uh no. Um. And basically, I'm gonna. I mean, because after that day, we moved into into battalion, yeah, or into what was Camp Allen, and eventually Camp Hanson. And yeah, battalion came in after that. That's right. Do you want to tell any of the <laughs> north of the radio tower stories? Are you good with that? Um, <laughs> what what stories are those? <laughs> we're gonna go with no. <laughs> Offline, and, uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to open up the rest of the deployment for you just to run through however you want because I know 
parts of the deployment speed up and parts of the deployment slow down at least for me and i'm and we've talked enough offline to know for me to know that's about how it went for you yeah there's a lot of m and flows and and you know it's post react <laughs> yeah op yeah. post react you know the whole nine yards i so, remember looking forward to op i loved uh, op and i'm right there with you op is <laughs> i would have stayed out is the OP life the whole time yep. and now in company like being back on with the company and everything wasn't horrible but all you had to do was stand post though so yeah all i had to do was stand post and go on patrol and yeah and i was lucky because i wasn't you know i'm i could pick who i stood post with right now and that there was one other guy that i stood post with most of the time and a majority of the time and i didn't have any of the really the bad posts right you know at the time, I was a Lance Corporal, and, you know. And, Lance Corporal. and we had super boots. Yeah, and we had super boots. So. <laughs> yeah, you're doing I mean, that. super boot is a super boot. Yeah. They got treated very well for boots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. So, <laughs> there was the, just one that sticks out in my mind. Was that, uh, was it a 107 rocket? Oh, when we were down at the uh, VCP. By company. Yeah. I remember we were playing. Me and Hackbar played a lot of Uno. I was never a spades player like a lot of the Marines were. I didn't know how to play it. I didn't <laughs> want to learn how to play it. But You didn't stroke a mortar either, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, Shout out 41s. Hackbar played a lot of Uno. Don't play Uno with him ever. <laughs> you, you like you want to kill him <laughs> okay oh that's right you told did he me cheat or was he just no he was just like it was just an aggravating he was lucky <laughs> <laughs> i remember we were playing uno and i remember hearing this whistling and me and akbar just kind of like snapped to each other and looked from what i remember and it's like and then we just started yelling, get down. And we like, I took cover. And Hackbar's running, like, get down. He took cover. And and luckily, it didn't. And you know that VCP was a little sketch, you know. Already, yeah. yeah. And it landed, I don't know how far behind us. I don't, you know, it was good. You know, it was, we heard like it. We saw it. Yeah, yeah, it was like between 250 and 500 probably. And. I was like, ooh. <laughs> a little close for comfort. Yeah. I was like, ah, God, they're not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have really sucked. <laughs> Correction. That VC that VCP was not kind of sketch. That thing was 100% very sketch. sketch. Oh, yeah. And I'll say another it, thing. About, talk about it because people, when he says VCP, he's talking about a vehicle checkpoint. Yeah, vehicle checkpoint. And it was not big enough. I, In my opinion. Like, it was not big enough at all. The angles were all wrong. The angles were all wrong. You'd see their little Jingo Jango trucks driving by, and you see the top. I'm like, I remember just thinking all the time, like, they can just drop a grenade in here anytime they anytime. want. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how we didn't, because we stood that thing while you were doing the bats and And I think that, and all that. that just, I think we had, in my opinion, we mm. had the enemy so scared they never wanted to be that close to us. I think probably, we did it. Probably so. Uh, yeah. I think they, uh, or they were probably, they may have still been in their watching phase because yes, they were fresh yeah, to the exactly. area. And they knew, like, they knew, like, we were about a fight, you know? Right. Yeah. And, they uh, definitely knew we didn't mean, we, <laughs> we meant business for yeah. sure. But at the same time, there's, 
there's some I, I remember some complacency throughout the deployment as much as i'd hate to say it but i mean it that, happens to yeah, everybody it happens you know um and that's something for you know people you know these war fighters we have now that take away from it they, <laughs> yeah. again we're gonna i'm gonna go with the cliche <laughs> <laughs> complacency kills man yeah and, and I'll, we I'll were talk lucky, about complacency you know? where i almost right. destroyed a million dollar camera do it <laughs> uh so it was towards the end and uh and it was uh in my eyes it was totally my bad you know right and uh they said uh i was just picking up corporal and I, like i just uh did my mci or whatever all that bullshit <laughs> and uh picked up corporal because that's in my eyes i like i wanted to do a put deployment and pick up and uh i picked up corporal or i didn't pick up yet uh, like i just got like i knew i was like got the you cutting got the score kind of came out and, and i knew yeah. i was getting it and uh i said uh hey Froder, get a working party uh resupplies here and i just woke up like they woke me up you know and we're towards the end and i was like all right you freaking idiots <laughs> come at the worst times all the time you know <laughs> it's not their fault you know I didn't just show up when I didn't they get there. No, it was totally new guys. So I just like walked up and I'm like, I'll meet you over by the Connex boxes or whatever. And I was supposed to ground guide and I was just like a walking zombie. <laughs> and I started walking and I walked under it. You know how like the G boss has the like the guide cables. Yeah. I walked under it. Well, this guy followed me under the oh. guide cable oh, and good. it snapped. And I went like this. And I see this G boss camera and I was like and I just went running for the hooches, <laughs> screaming. Like, get I out, do get remember out. the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get out of hooches. And then I remember just like, oh, I'm so fucked. Because <laughs> I, I, I remember which, it wasn't Gunny Carver, because I guarantee I wouldn't even have talked if it was Gunny Carver. I don't even, he Gunny, Gunny, Gunny McCarver. McCarver. Yeah. Gunny Mac. Yeah, Gunny Mac. Oh. Uh, yeah, it wasn't going to even, I think he might have even been gone at this time. Oh, he might have gone. Greg, bless, bless you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think I would have made it home. <laughs> and, he screamed uh, you all the way to death. Yeah. And I remember, like, I, Talk about I don't know who sleep. came out, and I was telling them, like, what happened. And I was like, uh, it was my bad. And, like, I was a ground guy. And like, I took the full blame for it. And he was just like, rah, 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 rah. And then he said, that fucking driver's an idiot. Why would he? Like, he didn't see this like freaking four inch kid. I was like, well, I was ground guiding him. He's like, yeah, you were an idiot too. But <laughs> but I never heard anything like I thought. I was like, man, I'm. Sick. It just went away. Yeah, just, yeah. But like, never the G boss didn't come down. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it would have came down, I'm pretty sure like I'd be. Yeah, able, that'd be a problem. Yeah, probably still picking up rocks to pay that thing off. <laughs> but yeah, but, like you do. Like and it, so people know it's a badass piece of equipment. G boss is a tel, uh, telescopic pole, basically, and then it's, it's like you know, like held down by you know, wires. It's like a cell phone t- tower. Yeah, 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 just like that. And at the but top of it, you have a really expensive camera that can zoom in really far. It has a laser pointer that can give you a you know like ten digit grid and a push of a button out to like I don't know a, a, a very long distance, white hot. 
you know, it's got fleer on yeah. it. And so, like, it's a very good piece of equipment. And the, typically, it's used for, like, the best of my knowledge, best of my knowledge was ever used with me. We use them in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's almost like a big brother. It's a good way to, like, make sure your cop or your, your combat outpost or your battle position, your BP, has eyes all the time. So, instead of having, yeah, of course, you're going to have posts, but... If you don't want something crazy sneaky to happen to you, now you have this 360 degree view of your entire battle space at your area of you know operation in your in your battle position, and then it's down into a feed into the COC where there's always people buzzing awake, moving around, <laughs> yeah. vigilant. Well, I think there was a separate area for it, wasn't there? Well, at the condoms? bottom, yeah, yeah, but they could direct feed that oh, onto okay. that big 80 okay. inch you know TV. They could put it where they want it, but yeah. So then you have a marine on post at the bottom yeah. of it, kind of yeah. looking for anomalies, and it's a it's a big brother. It's a protection tool, and it's yeah. a really good one. Um, but and yeah, I think that if you guys knocked it over, you'd have been fucked. Yeah, and I almost destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I never even heard that story. Yeah, I didn't know that I don't happened. Know why. You know why I didn't hear it? Because we were out. No, because, you know, Gunny, Gunny was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling there was a certain other staff NCO that covered that let that one just, nah, no big deal. And driver's an idiot. We'll blame it on him. That guy got reduced two ranks. So. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Two. Just don't worry about it. They charged the driver and didn't yeah. tell us. Yeah, we're going to promote you. <laughs> yeah. That's how the Marine Corps works. Get after it. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, common sense still applies. I mean, don't run over a ground <laughs> ground cable. I mean, yeah. Damn. Well, well, I shouldn't have walked underneath it. <laughs> Were you like walking underneath it, bringing him right into you? No, I was just cutting, making a shortcut. Do a zombie walking. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, we're, I'll meet you over at the connect because you know the other guys knew right with. I don't even think we had to ground guide them. Like that's where they would just go. You know what I mean? And this guy's like, all right, following you. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> Check it was out. probably like some it was probably super boot you know just got there like 10 <laughs> days earlier and it's like, oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and cool. there's my dumb ass like oh, are we home yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah but don't get complacent i mean that yeah that could have been mean that could have been complacency somewhere else and i could have really got someone you fucked thought, up you, you know? thought that was, g-boss was, was coming down on them tents yeah i did no, I was, <laughs> that was my main fear like i need like you know whatever I, not breaking the camera but yeah. killing everybody with yeah him. yeah because <laughs> yeah, i remember looking up and it was like, <laughs> i was like uh. <laughs> <laughs> on the upside i think the taliban was using that g-boss as an aiming stick to fire that 107 <laughs> so I mean, they were a little off <laughs> likely they were 500 meters down the road and then 500 meters yeah. past the the vcp yeah i mean yeah. that's crazy i never heard that story yeah they're not as well, good as did you know about that story no yeah i knew about it like, when it happened Mm. You guys might have been probably dead. Oh, no. might have been on because I remember no, someone we running in and telling times you someone. I remember someone running into the tent and someone <laughs> said the G boss is coming down and we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it may have been you. It was <laughs> like looked for your yep. friends first. Shred. <laughs> yeah, it was a little comic relief there, but I mean seriously though, it wasn't funny at the time. I no, think. absolutely not. Like. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't we can laugh you. about it now. I can't tell you I wasn't <laughs> laughing about it then. I'm not, not going to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how the Marines work if it's not your ass that's about yeah, to get exactly. It's yep, real yep, funny. Yep, yep. Girl, I'll stand up for you at your NGP. I got you. I just remember thinking. Character just, statement up. Just found out I'm getting corporal, and this is what I do. <laughs> I like I never really get chewed out too much, like about yeah. anything big. You know what I mean? Like I never really fucked up this bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit happens when you party naked. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and at that point, I don't know how they punish you. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put me back oh. on patrol cycle? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what I have to go stand post again? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Should have yep. been like, well, I guess I shouldn't have been standing post two hours ago throughout yeah, the entire. I remember I'll night. take my <laughs> restriction in country. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my pay until I get home, though. Yeah, <laughs> let that combat pay stack up. Yeah. Um. So. That's epic only, story, though. Only you, Joey. <laughs> only you. Um. So we transition. Uh, unless you want to hit on hit on the five day war. I mean, I know you wanted to shoot, shoot an AT4 like nobody's business. But oh, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thing. Like, why do we we have law rocket? Why are we carrying this thing? Because <laughs> one's like 60-something millimeters and one's 84. Well, I don't care. Um, it's bigger. <laughs> shoot two of them. Unless you, can tell, me that, unless you can tell me that AT4 would have taken out that machine. Yeah. There was no, no reason I understand. That, you know, I just joke about it now, but I wanted to shoot it bad. <laughs> One, because I didn't want to carry it. Two, because I just wanted to shoot it. Because you already were carrying it for so yeah. long. Yes, all the whole deployment. <laughs> nope, I find target of opportunity in the first like, yeah. 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of this weight, boys. Yeah. I don't think I had it in the beginning, though. I don't remember. I don't know. Who cares? But, uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I tried to shoot that. What do you mean I tried to shoot it? I'd ask. Because, you know, towards the end, <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. She was just freaking You'd ask, for... like, hey, can I shoot the AT4? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe if I didn't bring the G-Boss down on the... Because this is before, yeah, like, I would have just shot him. Like, oops, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm walking, I'm treading on, like, you know. <laughs> you burned up that Lance Corporal, uh, don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, do you remember, like... Because the when hey, I man, said the about first the first, time first I'm, in a war crime, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, people. Damn, but seriously, <laughs> but uh, and I remember talking about the first like A and A we had were on point oh, in my they opinion, were awesome. you know, and they were, and then we got the second ones, and I won't go in, you know, maybe they just weren't trained as well, or I don't know, but I remember being out there, and we weren't out there for the full five day war, or. I don't even remember, you know, we were we were taking fire. And I remember getting up and putting my flak on, and I was getting ready to go up with up on the post. And saying A or ANCOP, I don't know what he was. He was an idiot. But as soon as I step out, he shoots off the freaking RPG. Oh, just, that was earmuffs. That was my guy. Was no. it really? No, this was... Later on. Oh, on you were talking about Kandak 2 RPG gunners. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> I remember stepping out and he, he just lets one off and it blasts me with the back blast. I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> and he goes, what? Taliban? 
finished. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're not. They're still shooting at you. Like, they're not. They're like, literally, you shot 75 meters in front of you. Like, they're still shooting at you. They're not finished. Get down. You're done. <laughs> Taliban, Taliban, no good. Taliban, yeah. finished. Yeah. Didn't they use a P? Taliban finished. Yeah, Taliban finished. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Get down. A and A finished. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, that was so loud. Well, did you shoot your rocket, though? No. You carried it the whole time and yeah. turned it over. I turned it over oh out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, like, I was so mad about it, What too. a travesty. Yeah. Stupid. And because it's not like I should have been guys. allowed to bring it home as much as I carried it. <laughs> it's not like, you, not like you guys weren't in gunfights. No. The entire fucking time. Yeah, and I don't like a lot of them were pretty far out too. And I was like, ah, I could probably touch them. But I didn't want to waste it throughout. Like I, I wanted know. that one moment. Mm. Like like yeah. I was always worried. Like you wanted like, a I were, Like I was gonna fire it and not get another one, and then like I need one. But Have this week or some cherry target or something. Yeah, at this yeah. time I remember I was like, gonna, I'm gonna light this off, and like, no, 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 no. I'm like. Oh, you know what? Didn't we have to? No, that wouldn't have been then. That no, have been and I got think, back to the yeah. to cop Riley. He said it's too far. I said I don't care. Park <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna lob it in there. <laughs> Come on, man. Who said you can't use 84 millimeter rocket IDF? Baby? Yeah. God, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so where's Herbie? Get his arms up here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, yeah. So and I remember wow. I walked back just being so happy. I'm like, oh, oh we're done. <laughs> yeah. was, that your, was that your last op before you guys left? Yeah, we left right after that. Yeah, because I, I knew it like was I, close after yeah. that. And then, yeah, and then like, I seen what we were getting taken out on, and I was like, I'll stay. <laughs> like, what you think we're taking trucks you know, I, I, like a helicopter I mean, not at least it wasn't stupid. an Osprey it was an Osprey it was a 53 was it a 53 53 oh, it's a big <coughs> one too a big you, slow one you might have got on an Osprey but I got on a 53 because that's just your luck too I don't I could have <laughs> swore I could be wrong too you might be thinking I have like PTSD from Ospreys I hate that I know you do things you didn't <laughs> like that really, and you had that incident in Cax yeah but uh so, all right, so we can transition back to Dwyer, if you're good. Yeah. yeah and then change. back home in formation, release to Liberty, and yeah, now we're uh, we're officially back in CONUS. Yeah. Anything? We're, yeah, we're drunk. A lot. So, we're back to the States, and um, tell me how that goes. The, you know, we're going to, you're getting ready for the transition out of the Marine Corps. Because at that point you decided to to end your enlistment, you know, whenever it ran out, and um, and become a former marine instead of an active duty marine. Yeah, uh, a lot of drinking. Well, when in Rome. Yeah, I think we kept Jacksonville alive that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we kept the lights on. Uh, no, it so. was, and I, it, you're trying to bury a lot of shit when you well, get of back. Course. And I was I was going through. It wasn't long after that. I, Going through a divorce, so you got that, and then, right. uh, and then uh, getting out <clears throat> sucks, and you know. Well, it does and it doesn't. I guess would yeah, be the it's a, it's a lot of mixed emotions. Right. Like a lot, like you're, and you feel does. like you accomplished something, but then you're like, oh, I'm leaving. Like and like I said earlier in the episode, I'm leaving my family. You know, right? And you're still leaving your family. Yeah, and so. 
I, don't, I ripped it off like a band-aid almost like we had that what you going got? away party and i was out and then i didn't talk to anybody for a while yeah, that, yeah I a mean, long while and yeah do you know um like break that up why not i don't I life don't yeah, yeah i like think a it's lot of life it's just life yeah because uh and yeah, i continued drinking when i got home you know just trying to numb everything and figure out what you're doing and he's you don't i don't know it's just like like talking a lot of talking with you guys a lot about having a purpose you don't have one when you got well i didn't i don't want to say everybody some people do you know Uh and they're squared away i wasn't and i just didn't have a purpose and then i uh got a girl pregnant Pre about two months after I got out. Super five. That's, yeah. You know, which I think I always say it saved my life. You know, right. it was. I was very lucky. God was looking out for me mm. in that instance. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, been with that <clears throat> same lady for eleven years now. There you go. Yeah. Just um, one. Just one kid, or you guys had more I got after two. That yeah, I have two. We had one more after that, and then. I realized how expensive they were, and I was like, "Yeah, we're done with that." I had a boy and a girl, and I was done. Well, I want to touch on one thing you just said. It was, you know, squared away. You didn't. I'm not. I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you know, some guys when they get out, they have a plan. Yeah, they're squared away. Some guys appear to be good yeah and have a plan and be squared away and then you know some guys don't have a plan and and, and i thought i had a plan but i you know and i kind of carried out that plan i was like well, mm-hmm. maybe i'll go work in corrections right and, you know and, and maybe you know i'll what? go to you college now yeah i tried all that and it wasn't none of it was for me you're right so you did two years in corrections yeah um, and that was good too a little bit with that because you got a lot like that was kind of like a tight community with some right. of them guys i worked and you with had some and, veterans in there as well so yeah, that was uh, yeah kind yeah, of so, a good way to transition is to find a, a similar group to kind of bring you down slowly, yeah but they were <laughs> like veterans like us so it was it was like our generation veterans you know right and not saying that's bad or you know what I mean. it was just different exactly you know? and and it's yeah it's and still to this day you have i don't i have trouble connecting with people mm-hmm. on yeah. the outside you know i just don't talk to many people i don't want to make new friends do you think it's just because you do you think it's because when you're in that place you realize what friendship is i at, think at, so at a real level and it's and never then, it's never going to be like that because it doesn't yep. become reciprocated from people outside of that group <clears throat> yeah 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 it's interesting it's kind of heartbreaking at a, at a certain point too, because you know you 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 want to love your friends like that outside the military, but you know that you can't ever build that bond necessarily sure. with them sure. like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah you um, can want that all you want with anybody, but and that that is only made in a couple of ways, and it's mostly tragedy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, um, so. And I know you said you, you uh, what was it, a semester in school? Yeah. Yeah, I went one semester at a community college. And I wasn't, I don't know if it was just too soon for me getting out, because it was pretty close to after, mm. it was like, I don't know, September, <clears throat> I guess. It would probably be about right September I right. started. And 
it just wasn't for me. Like, I didn't really talk to anybody. I didn't really mm-hmm. communicate. I met some vets, but, again, uh, yeah, it was just not the same. They weren't grunts, you yeah, know. Yeah, Right. And, uh, yeah, then I applied to the prison and got a job there. Worked there for a couple of years. And then... That was taking a toll, man. Like I seen some of the old guys, and they're all on antidepressants. Not all, but a lot of them are on antidepressants in the prison, and it's just a divorce rate is super high, and it's just you go into such sucking hate every day. You right. know, the, depression, depressing. Yeah. Going in there, and almost like the last thing you needed at that point. Yeah, after coming out, coming yeah. off that deployment. You know. Yeah. Um. And, go ahead. Yeah, so then I decided to use my GI Bill, and I went to uh, a truck driving school while I was working at the prison. I got my uh, driver's license, and then I uh, got my first trucking job soon after that, and then and I've been doing that ever since. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you, you had your own truck for a little while? Yeah. Yeah, I tried that out, ran some rails, and then uh, found another company to work for. And I've been there for two and a half years now. It's a pretty good, okay. decent company. And very good company, actually. And best one I've worked for. Okay. Do you want to say who it is? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I just didn't it's know if you guys you. wanted me to. Yeah, it's I work for Walmart and drive for Walmart. Okay. Yeah. Yep, distribution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're big corporate. Yeah. But, you know, you got to... It don't bother me. I, they, I like everything about it, you know. They take care of me. Right. Well, from what you've told me, it's, it's a good gig. Yeah. Like you make... Yeah. And, you know... I started, you know, we started this with the with the intro um, that I wrote about blue collar workers and grunts being the blue collar and the frontline workers of the, of of the uh, military, but you know, um, the blue collar workers make this country go around. And you know, I I learned early on in my blue collar career outside of the military that you're never you're probably not going to be rich no. as a blue collar worker. No, you never will be. But you can make a very good living and support and raise your family as a blue collar worker in this country if you're willing to learn a task and put in the work to complete your task every day you show up yeah and you know it's something you can be proud of you know? right and you can see some pretty cool stuff if you're interested in it you know yeah and so i want to bring up you know reese across america which I didn't even know about until I was talking. Yeah, to you I didn't year. know about wreaths across America until I worked at Walmart and I got a letter in my file saying, "Hey, do you want to do this wreath across America?" And I kind of asked around about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll do it." And um, I'm not sure all the numbers and everything, but it mm-hmm. started up in Maine, and uh, a guy. Uh, man, I wish I could remember the wreath company's name up there, and. Uh, so a company of uh, a company that makes wreaths. Yeah, is what I believe. And uh, actually, I got the guy's name here. Yeah, Worcester Wreath Company, out of uh, Worcester, Maine, I believe it is. And uh, he started bringing on his own, started coming down and placing wreaths on fallen soldiers' graves, and it grew into this big thing. And Walmart, they do. It's like I don't know. We had hundreds of thousands of wreaths that they distribute and they do a big convoy and they start up a main and then they relay them down to uh 
Marcy, New York, and then Marcy, New York, they came down to us, and then from us, we drove them up to Grove City, Ohio. Okay. And then from there, we, and it's a big changeover. And this year, it kind of stunk with this COVID, because I didn't get the full, usually they bring people from the community and police departments and everything like that, but it was kind of like toned down, because they couldn't have the big. The big to do. Yeah, you couldn't have all the people together. So, uh. Grove City had, like, they had the police department, and they escorted us out, and they had, like, American flag with the fire department, and that was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh, my uh, uh, transportation manager, he actually got to go down. He got picked to go down to Arlington, and he brought his family down there, and they actually helped lay all the uh, awesome wreaths on the graves. But they do it at all, like... All the veteran cemeteries. Yeah, yeah. all the veteran cemeteries, not just Arlington. They right. go all over from it's it's a pretty cool deal and it's all non-profit and and uh it's a good way to remember you know yeah remember the fallen exactly awesome and they also do like at penn state they do uh a big cookout for uh veterans and wounded veterans it's like a huge thing and then penn state gives out gives them free seats and everything and that's good yeah so You know, we talked about a lot of stuff. We got a little, little uh, emotional, and we talked about some transi- transition quickly. And um, yeah. well, the whole transition thing—I don't. That's what I, I think want. you need to prepare for that before. And I wasn't, <clears throat> and I was immature about it. I guess you could say. Well, you, know, you don't really 20, think ahead. Yeah, twenty-two, twenty-three. You're yeah, still a kid. Have, yeah, I don't and care I what anybody says. Yeah, we weren't thinking ahead, and I don't know. I don't know what we could do better to help with that transition. I don't. I think it starts with a better TRS, a better TAPS class, a more yeah, that, in-depth yeah, training but, of what to expect, and it should come sooner. And I, and I'm not even going to say I'm not against completely saying that it should that maybe it should be different for guys that just came out of a kinetic fight. Yeah, it was because I wasn't invested in that at all. Like, I didn't no. want to hear it at all. I'm, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even go one day. Mm-hmm. I think I showed up, signed in, and I just couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. think we went together, too. Yeah. Well, they don't yeah. make it fun. They make no. it very dry, no. boring, and PowerPoint. And yeah. And it's not like it's fun, but it's like... It, like there's things that I wish people told me. Like I opted, like in my situation, I personally opted away from the life insurance plan. So I'm like, I'll just get life insurance. Yeah. I wanted like 600 bucks a month. I can't get life insurance. Nobody will cover me. Oh really? Nobody. Not one. Not one company. Not yeah. an outreach. Not a. Not an affiliate. Not a nothing. And so like nobody told me that. <clears throat> a lot of people don't tell you that that you're going to experience a. Um, a pay gap, yeah. You know, like you think you're going to get retired. A lot of guys over, the, you know, wounded warrior battalion, or you know, coming to the end of their career. And it's like you have no idea, but you might go sixty or seventy days without a paycheck. You oh, don't have a break man. in service. You just and nobody tells you. Yeah. You know, and I think they do better about it now over there. And like by the grace of God, I had like seventy eight days of leave. I could. He's I could sell. Oh. Yeah, so I sold it off, and I was fine. You know, I had a plan. I had a bubble, and I was paying attention, but a lot of these guys. No, think about when me and him got out, you know, what, that last paycheck came, and it was like, all right, man, 
Uh, figure something out. <laughs> probably should work now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to be going to school and doing something with your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you throw, or did you have any more, Ryan? No, I would just say look right into that camera and tell the viewers uh, what you wish you could have done better about that, and then just give your overall, if you're going to send a message out to the hitters and out to the veteran community, what are you saying to them? Yeah, I prepare. I wish I would have prepared a lot better for Afghanistan mm-hmm. or just my whole Marine Corps career. Uh, a lot of times I was immature, and like a lot of us are, and, and uh blew some stuff off and mm-hmm. and I've heard you say it too and it's just read and just just get engrossed in that whole warfighter mentality mm-hmm. and you, you're not gonna know when that's gonna kick off and it's too late by then you know mm-hmm. and we were I felt like we were well prepared you know I was very lucky in the unit we got in but you always feel like you can do a whole hell of a lot more. Mm. And, yeah, just train, train, train. Yep, and dig your NCOs and your senior Lance Corporals for information. Yep, pick yeah. their mind. Yep. yep, and you know the ones that will give it to you and the ones that are squared away. And, and yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, I don't Well, man, that's cool. dude, I greatly appreciate it been awesome it's been an awesome week um just to let you guys know a little bit more you know we all served together but i haven't seen i haven't seen joe in 11 years yeah or something and there's something to be said about that brotherhood of the warrior because it can go 11 years i haven't seen him don't you know haven't kept up as much as we should have and then boom show up at the house and i mean we haven't we're just killing it. And like we didn't skip a beat. Didn't yeah. skip a beat, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, and it's it's really cool to get back together. And, you know, Dave Brown talks about, you know, we're talking to him about reunions and such and how good that is for, uh, for the soul, especially for people that you were there with and you went through that, you know, that ultimate suck with. And so we wanted to, you know, we wanted to have Joe on and uh, and kind of get his side of things since since the combat, like we said, was more of a team and a squad level fight. A lot of times we would, you know, we're in the same platoon. We didn't see each other a lot. Yeah, it's nothing. You know, so it was it was wild, but uh, it was great having you out here, man. Humbled, honored, loved that you came on, and uh, and thanks for coming out and yep, sharing yep. that, man. Thanks for getting vulnerable for a minute so we can actually pass out some. You know some of what some of what goes on, some of the reality in the aftermath, and uh, and it's not that we're it's not a woe is me, it's a prideful thing. Like yeah. some of that is the most joyful things and prideful things I've ever and you've ever done in your life, and 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 there's a lot of emotion that comes with that. It's not all sad and, and mourning. Yeah, for a sure. lot of it is that we got to see, you know, some of eight, you know, some of America's eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year old kids at their absolute best. Yeah, you know. Not everybody can say they get an opportunity to see that, feel that, be a part of that. So Yeah, for uh, good and for bad. Yeah. So thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. And uh, and thank you guys. If you took anything out of this, like I said in the beginning, share it out. Share it to the people that need it. Share it to the people that are going to take the most out of it and help each other out. Be nice. And uh, on behalf of us, have a good one. Until next time. Thanks, brother. And yeah, thank you all for watching. Definitely. That was awesome. 
Well, that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening to Choices Not Chances podcast. Please share, like, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch our podcast. You can also follow us on social media at Choices Not Chances podcast. Thanks, and have a great day. Louisiana Gun Shop, your firearm headquarters, specializing in concealed carry guns, ammo, and training. You can get your Louisiana permit with us. Also, a large selection of AR-15s, or if you are that build-it-yourself type of guy or gal, we have all the parts to build and customize your own AR-15. Glock, Sig, Taurus, Ruger. We have all the brands, both in the store or at louisianagunshop.com. Not too far. You're marking the building. Hit him. Yeah, that's good. That's a good shot. That's a good shot. Yeah.